Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Well, on today's program, we have Dr. Barry Bussey with us. And uh, Barry is our resident expert on the intersection of the law and religion. Dr. Bussey, thank you so much for being with us again. Well, it was great to be here, <laughs> Bill, for sure. You know, I always look forward to when you come because... Uh, You've got your finger on the pulse of what's going on in our country, particularly around these issues of religious liberty. And so we always get such a, an important lesson from you and uh, as to where we are. And, uh, you know, we were just talking before yeah. about how much of what is happening is goes unnoticed. Oh, absolutely. You know, by, yeah. by folks. And, uh, and so thank you, uh, for, uh, thank you for what you do and being a crusader for religious freedom in Canada, freedom mm -hmm. of expression. Well, it's, it, it, to, to me, it's very important that uh, we have, the, um, you know, a voice that's uh, speaking with respect to these issues. A lot of times people recoil when they talk about religion and, you know, public affairs and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, if you look down throughout history, um, it doesn't matter. Even in the, in the biblical canon, you've got the constant reference of, you know, the kings and the priests, you know, there's, there's always been a attention in society right. you know when it comes to uh, what is it within the religious world that becomes political and what in political world becomes religious and I mean there's there's any kind of issue that you want to talk about today that's uh, highly charged um, and and it crosses those lines you know and uh, and here in Canada of course in in recent weeks we've seen uh, you know, the parents have been rising up, for yes. instance, with the whole education uh, situation about what's being taught to the children. And some say, well, you know, that, that's an issue for, um, uh, you know, the schools and the school boards and the teachers. And, well, no, it also has to do with the basic understanding of uh, what it means to be a parent. Yes. And uh, what's the parent's role. And, I mean, you, you look at the basic... Uh, constitutional documents, you look at um, even the Canadian Bill of Rights, where it talks about the importance of the family, right? So that's that's a different uh, than the Charter of Rights. But but uh, still, uh, back at the time of Diefenbaker, when he was uh, bringing in the uh, Bill of Rights, he makes mention of the important role of the family in society. And, and you go back further to the UN Declaration of uh, Human Rights, um, where parents are specifically mentioned about having the obligation uh, to raise their children in their faith. And so today when, when we hear uh, different people talking about, uh, you know, well, you know, you know, parents' rights, there's no parents' rights, you know? Yes. It's just like, I mean, how is it that we've come to that? Well, that was going to be my question. Uh, I mean, like, how is it that we've gone to this? Like, where, where, where's, the, where's this coming from? Well, I, I mean, it's coming from a understanding of the world that is very different from the way in which um, our, you know, our history, our culture, and all the rest is. And, and, and I mean, it's, uh, to be honest with you, it, it, it comes from um, a very long um uh, genesis of ideas that the state will protect uh, children from parents and children from church and children from this, that, and the other thing. And, and to be honest with you, to, to me, it comes out of uh, a French revolutionary 
concepts and ideas, okay. right? And then, and then those ideas then got got mixed up with to the Marxist-Leninist uh, uh, views, and so that now uh, we we hear a lot about this idea about woke wokeism, you know, yes. and, and all the rest, and and the arguments that are being made in the academic fields about the importance of. Uh, of things like um, you know child's rights and so on that uh, is different than the parents and then the state then is imposing um, various uh, new ideological positions on what it means uh, you know what human rights means and one of the things we've seen is that human rights is just or the concept of human rights and the philosophical positions of human rights is ever expanding mm. so when one group gets uh, human rights, then uh, they, they want, okay, the argument is, okay, well, we just simply want, you know, our freedom to exist. Right. But then it's the freedom to practice, and then it's the freedom to whatever, right? And, and, and it just keeps expanding so that now uh, we've got, um, uh, you know, this concept of children's rights, and obviously children need rights, they need protection. Um, and but what's so so I find very interesting is that within the uh, argument that we need to have uh, to be exempt from um, any kind of imposition on individuals, then they then use the state, like so um, in you know legal philosophical understanding we had this concept that that the state is like a father right the parents patre uh, idea in, in law and so on and it's the idea that the the estate is the father of everyone mm. and so if um if you have um an individual child for example who needs protection so the state comes in and will interfere with the with the family unit to right, protect okay. the child yeah and uh, but but what's happening is those kinds of ideas and concepts have have, have morphed so that we're now into um, you know the whole idea of that a child now can choose their own gender and, right. and those kinds of things and, and and then that creates um, tremendous amount of tension right within within families yes. within uh, community structures yes. such as churches and and uh, religious communities and so on um, and. And, and the evidence is that as time goes on is that, no, listen, uh, when, you, when you allow a child uh, or you uh, keep from the parents uh, what's happening, uh, then, um, you know, at the end of the day, no one's happy because, right. because it, it, it destroys yes. the family unit, it destroys even the individual. Yes. And, and, and it's a very complex world and we, we, we have to understand that. But, but anyhow, so all yeah. of that to say, we're, we're involved in a very mixed yeah. Um, yeah, but environment. But, I, but right I, you know, now. this concept of you know the, the government being the father. I mean, I can understand the government needs to step in when a child is being abused, or there's a, absolutely. Yeah. But what I don't understand, and again, as a layperson, mm -hmm. how you can argue that, well, by allowing, you know, th this communication between the child and the parent we may put the child in a situation where they're going to be. I mean, so you're not acting on anything that's actually happening. Right. Like you're being like preemptive and saying, well, you know, if this child isn't allowed to make this kind of decision, you know, absent of the parents, well, then the parents may not accept that part, that child and it may become prejudicial to the child and may become dangerous to the child, but it's not ha like, 
I mean, that's not happening yet. Like, that's not happening. Like, how can you step in preemptively? Do, do, you, do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I mean, it, it, it's, but, but, but it's, it, it comes down to worldviews at the end of the day. Uh, and it comes, and many times, like, I mean, right now, there is no legislation that, that authorizes, um, uh, you know, the education teachers, the entire system to, to do what they're doing. It's, it's just the, um, it, it's just a simply a, a kind of a, um, a philosophical worldview kind right. of concept that right. is now pushing them yes. towards yes. this. And it. it's yeah. backed by a lot of academic, uh, <clears throat> so-called academic uh, study. And I, I encourage the listeners to uh, look up uh, readings of um, uh, James Lindsay, who really opens up all of this and just, you know, points out how, uh, how much, I, this is a serious problem, and, and Lindsay outlines, you know, what these problems are, and, and of course we, we have a lot of discussions, uh, um, you know, in, in the blogosphere, in the podcast world, and so on. Many voices are coming up now and saying, hey, listen, uh, you know, you've gone too far. But I guess there, there is this element that, that within us all, we, we do not want to be seen as imposing um, uh, our views on others, but yet the state has no problem imposing, imposing their it, views. Imposing their views, yeah. and the state, by that I mean um, the the uh, the academia uh, that has um, you know we we use this broad term woke, you know this wokeism idea, uh, but but it's really uh, something that is uh, it's new in the sense that. Um, while it has its genesis back, I think, all the way to the French Revolution and then on the way up through a Marxist ideological positioning of trying to create, everything comes down to an issue of power, right? And so it's, it's the idea that um, at the end of the day, uh, we, we need to be able to um, see the power dynamic that's going on and that um, ultimately in order for people to be free, you got to uh, you know, uh, break off all of these, um, all of these chains. I mean, R Rousseau would say, well, every child is born free, but yet they're in shackles, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so there's the idea that culture puts people in shackles and, right, okay. and culture puts people into, uh, to be this role, you know, right, as, a, as right, a mother, right. as a father, right, as, right. A, as a male, as a female, you know, all of that. They say, well, okay, this is society imposing its views on, well, um, you know, the, the, that, that, I mean, that's a whole big debate about, uh, you know, what what comes first, right? The chicken or the egg? And, and also the idea of, well, are we imposing or is, it, is this just human nature that right. it's evolved this way? I mean, right. I mean and, and I mean, I think there's a, an awful lot to say that that human nature in and of itself is is something that that we see right in our language. I mean, you. Yeah, you speak more than just English, right? Yes. You speak Portuguese. Yes. And and you, I am assuming that Portuguese has masculine, feminine, and yes. so forth, right? Exactly. And and like it's it's throughout many many languages right. that have this as a mechanism. And right. And really, when when you go back to the r basics and you you look at language, language is a is a view of the world. Right. So a Portuguese view is different often than than say a French view or an English view or whatever, German view. You're like, like we've all uh, have many different views of, of, um, 
of how we approach the angles we look at the world. Uh, but now we're seeing that government is choosing mm. and saying this new idea, which says, get away culture, get away history, get away, uh, you know, the traditional roles. We're going to now impose this on our children. And, uh, and so that's why a lot of people are, are opposing it. And it's uh, becoming a, a, a real big concern in society going forward as, as these structures yeah. fragment. So there, there's an argument, and we touched on this just before as we were preparing, that, yeah, exactly, there's all these challenges, but it's not the Christian's role to be involved in that. Like to, you know, that... You know, that's government, and we as a Christian, we're not to be active or visible in our uh, arguments against or, you know, what, what is your sort of, what's your, what's your, you know, what's your take on well, that? Well, first of all, there's a lot of discussion throughout the entire historical Christianity. And I mean, the, the Christian canon is found in scripture, but also the you know, when you, you look back at all of the various thinkers and philosophers of the Christian cultural ethic um, and experience, uh, this has always been debated, right? Uh, I mean, um, uh, some of the early Christian fathers said that uh, Jesus um, basically uh, unsheathed uh, the whole role of Christians get, getting involved in uh, bearing arms and so on when he told Peter to put away the sword, right? right? Um, so the idea that, you know, you keep church and state separate and, and all that kind of stuff. But, but look at the, the very example of Christ himself. I mean, he was very much engaged in culture, but just by being, by being that uh, individual who was able to raise uh, the people from the dead, who was able to raise the sick, and, and it was uh, an inviolation of, of uh, the, the understanding of what the Messiah was supposed to be. Right. Right. Because the, you know, the religious leaders thought, okay, this was going to be a Messiah who's going to come and break the Roman bondage and exactly. all the rest. And, and it wasn't that. It, it was a very different uh, approach. You know, he told Pilate, look, uh, this is not my kingdom. My yes. kingdom is not here. Yeah. And if it were, I would have brought in all kinds of angels, right? right? I'd be, uh, you know, I could uh, do my own battles, but yes. this is a very different concept. And so, so there's always been a debate. We've got many religious groups, uh, Christian groups that have, um, have uh, made it, uh, you know, very clear within their um, understanding and so on that, hey, we're, we're not to be getting involved in politics in any way. And so they separate themselves from the world and they, they go back uh, to a very um, isolated existence um, and, you know, have um, still with horse and buggy and all the rest. Right. And, and we need to allow them to do that, sure. right? Because Absolutely. that's, that, it should be a free country. That's right. That's their worldview, that's right? That's their worldview yeah, and let, right. them, let them go. And, and the thing <clears throat> is, is that, um, you know, they're very productive. They're yes. very, uh, you know, uh, Society is going well for them. Yes. So, um, so, so there's always been this debate as as to where it is. But but I I, I keep coming back to um, obviously, or to, you know, Scripture says we're to be in the world but not of the world. But yet, um, just existing, just existing, um, and living our life is in essence a a witness. 
yes. and an involvement. Right. And what happens is, is that there's a lot of people that do not like right. the idea that there are people who have a particular worldview. Right. And, and I mean, um, I keep harping back to, because I, I think it's a, a crucial decision of the, the Canadian Supreme Court, but when you look at the Trinity Western case involving, uh, you know, they wanted to have a, a law school, well, there, there was, the only reason that they were really, in my view, uh, when you step back and look at the big picture, the only reason why they were denied law school is because they had a different view with respect to uh, what marriage is, right? The, the traditional view of marriage. And, and just by existing was, was a problem. Right. And so we, we don't want that. Right. And, and so I, I see that. It's I, not like they said, we're going to throw away the criminal code. We yeah. don't believe in the criminal code. We don't believe in the Constitution. Yeah. No. Yeah. They had a different view on marriage. They had a d different view on marriage. Yeah. And therefore, they shouldn't uh, be expecting anybody else within their religious community to, um, to carry on with this understanding. So, but the point is, is this. Should Christians be involved? I think Christians have no choice but to be involved, mm. um, in my view. And, and I think the reality is, is that, that we have to be involved in society. We have to be involved in um, making the world a better place. Um, but that has always been the understanding of what it means to live in a free and democratic society, for right. one thing, uh, because we need to be engaged in debate. We need to be engaged in, listen, we have many, many people with different views on, on what humanity is, what God is, or who God is, or all of that kind of stuff. But I always come back to the idea that, uh, like even here in Canada, we, we have to find a way in which we can um, live together in the same piece of real estate we call Canada and live in peace. Yes. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't have an opportunity to speak. Yes. And one of the problems we have in today's culture is that people say, well, okay, if you speak and it's offensive, uh, then you, you, you got to shut up. Well, no, if we speak and it's offensive, let's understand why, why it's offensive. Exactly. And, and let's, let's debate and discuss and, and try to figure out, okay, which way is the truth? And one of the problems, one of the real big problems in our society right now is that people just don't like the concept of truth. Right. Uh, because you see, if we seek for truth, just as a principle, just as a, an idea, uh, then the problem it could be that the way in which I live or my particular view or my whatever may not be in harmony with truth. Truth. Right? And so that could be seen as offensive. And, um, and, and, and so, anyhow, so, so my sense is, or my view uh, for what is worth is is that no, as Christians, we have an obligation, it seems to me, to be in the world, not of the world. Um, our goal is not to be, um, uh, you know, uh, forcing people to right. accept the world as I see it or, or anything like that, but we are to engage. We need to engage. It's yes. important to engage. One of the real problems we have right now is that we have created a society with a huge government structure, the administrative state. Uh, my friend, uh, Professor um, uh, Bruce Party has written a great article recently, just, just got published, that there was, uh, you know, the idea about, uh, you know, 
the administrative state and how it has become so huge. And really, when we think of it, um, how is it that a group of bureaucrats right now get to decide uh, what we are to believe, what we are to accept, and all the rest, without, without any proper kind of uh, discussion on those things. Uh, and like the issue we, we just talked about. Yes. But, but the thing is, is this. We've got, we've got a government apparatus right now that's really big. There's an interesting article just recently published in the Financial Post talking about the government's use of nudging. And, and without people even realizing it, mm. government is currently um, uh, using uh, communication, so all of the technology that's available. And now they're using uh, basically psychological... Uh, I, I, I'm not going to say psychological warfare, but it's psychological um, understanding of how to impact a, yes. a population. So, yeah. for example, like climate change right now. Right. And so uh, there's a whole process of, of uh, messaging, of um, putting together ads and so on that is trying to manipulate yes. the population to accept the government view. Yes. Excellent article, fi fi Financial Post, uh, just recently. Uh, and, and what the author is saying in that article is that, look, we need to, we, government needs to come clean on what it's doing because right. this is done by the bureaucracy. It's not done by the legislature. It's not oh, in open right. public debate right. as to what yes. the government is doing. We need to see what's happening. Yes. Here and and why are you uh, trying to force us to accept your point of view on X Y Z? Right. And you're not even let, yeah. letting us know ahead of time. You're supposed to yes. be working for us, exactly. and yet here you are trying to manipulate yeah. us. Yeah. Regardless if I agree with that point of view, exactly. That's not your role. No. Yeah. And 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 uh, so we have to be involved because yeah. if we're not going to be involved, then we are going to be manipulated. Right. Right? And, and how many people have talked to me over the last little while, you know, and just feel like they have been manipulated, for example, in, in the whole um, COVID-19 pandemic yeah. issue, right? And, and it's like, no, we have to be involved and we have to be part of the discussion. We have to seek solutions and, and all the rest. So I, I, I personally think it's, a, um, it's an absolute must. Yeah, you know the reason we had you here, the main reason, because you put on a new book yeah. and we've come to the end of the program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we haven't talked a word about your new book, right. which means we're going to have to have you back. Okay, to talk. Good. So we got about a minute, I think. Can you very quickly, we had two minutes. Sure. Give me a quick Cole's so, Notes version of what, and we're going to have you come back. Uh, and talk okay, okay. so I, I wrote a book on, <clears throat> on the, um, in the trucker convoy, uh, the Freedom Convoy 2022. And uh, anyhow, we, we can get into the details of it, but I entitled it, 210 degrees Celsius, 16 ways uh, the truckers ignited Canada for the long haul. 210 degrees is the point at which diesel automatically ignites. Mm. So when, in a diesel engine, it, there's no spark that starts the, you know, the engine going. It's heat, which is why we have glow plugs in, in a diesel engine. So it reaches 210 degrees Celsius, boom, it automatically starts. And the point of the thing is, is that the government was putting so much pressure, so much suppression on the people that was rising the temperature of the people that automatically 
the people ignited. ignited. And uh, so that's it in a nutshell. Wow. But we can go into the details. Yes, we're gonna have you back. We're gonna have, right. we're gonna look exclusively at that book because uh, I've had a chance to just talk to you a little bit about it. It's incredible, the, the information you have there. But thanks again, Matt. Oh, we you're appreciate very welcome. It. We're just gonna close the program with a word of prayer. Sure. Father God, thank you so much for uh, everything you do for us. Thank you for our nation, the opportunity we have to be on the air and talk about these also important issues. Father, we want to lift up our leadership, lift up our prime minister, our government heads, our bureaucrats, and we just ask that you bless them and that you just, you just guide them in, in their decision-making. Bless each and every viewer that has tuned in, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We've come to that time in our program where we have a special offer. On each program, we like to make a resource available to you. And on today's program, um, I have this wonderful magazine here. It's called uh, Amazing Health Facts. Uh, it's put out by another ministry, but listen, we wanna recognize folks that put out good material. And this is definitely a good piece of material. It's called Eight Bible Secrets for a Longer and Stronger Life. And so we'd love you to have this as a gift from Lessons for Living Television. There's no cost to you whatsoever. And this magazine, should you request it, will arrive in your home postage paid it's yours. Would you like to get a copy? Well, then pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of the program. Let me start by thanking Barry again for being here. Let our viewers know how they can uh, get a hold of you. Uh, through your organization, through your law practice? Sure, sure. Well, um, we have firstfreedoms.ca, and uh, that's our First Freedoms Foundation, which deals with uh, protecting and promoting freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and so on. And then I, I do practice law in Peterborough at bussyainsworth.ca, and that's where you can reach me there. Excellent. He's a great guy, very knowledgeable, and, uh, and a warrior for freedoms, and we appreciate you very, very much. Um, if you want to stay in touch with us, you can reach us at l4ltv.com. That's our website. On the website, you'll have access to every program we've ever aired. I think I have a section there on uh, how to get in touch with, with Dr. Bussey through, uh, there's a button there on the previous programs tab. You can click it. It takes you right to First Freedoms. And uh, there's some programs there on religious freedom that we've done over the years. Check those out. You can find out where I'll be appearing live, and you can even make a donation. If you'd like to help us keep the ministry on the air, then we would appreciate a donation. Every dollar you invest goes directly back to the ministry. Not a penny of it comes to myself or my family. 
we reinvested all in the ministry to pay for the airtime, the gifts, the studio we're in right now, everything. And so think about that if you feel so impressed to do so, to donate, we would appreciate it. We're all out of time. Thank you so much for watching. Hope to see you back here again next time. We'll see you then.